variety of topics from self-care, parenting, entrepreneurship, and simply growing through life as we go through it. I'm your host, Kayla Chu, and on this episode, I have a special guest, Ms. Jessica Williams. Jessica and I grew up in the same town, and she's just amazing at what she does. So tell us about yourself, Jessica. So I'm a Fairfield native. I grew up, you know, playing sports, coming out and doing everything that I want to do, and somehow I fell into entrepreneurship. So this is where I am now, finessing resumes and job snatching, corporate training, and being able to really set a foundation for other young women who look up to my generation, whatever that looks like. (laughs) And also I'm a high school girls basketball coach. How do you balance that? Um, And what led you into doing career consultant? So first of all, I don't really have a balance. That's part of my problem. I actually just started going to therapy to help with that. I don't sleep. (laughs) I drink these lit teas that I get from somewhere in Fairfield. (laughs) But as far as balancing career coaching, basketball, and just really trying to balance this work that I have, I'm trying to set boundaries. So boundaries are becoming really, really huge in this work-life balance I'm trying to maintain. But I fell into career consulting. Mm -hmm. I had no interest in working for myself. I had no interest in being an entrepreneur. I definitely had no damn interest in writing resumes. Those things are hard as hell. But what ended up happening was I was working like 40 to 60 hours a week for a job. Couldn't pay my rent. Couldn't pay for my car. Mm -hmm. So one month my car was gone. I was sitting in an empty, dark apartment. I was like, oh, forget this. Something has to change. Something had to change. Because I was literally like laying in the floor crying trying to figure out like, how am I going to make this work? I'm doing everything that people say you're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. You got a job. You, I don't have a college degree, but I went to some bomb ass colleges and I'm just, I'm living day to day with no goal. So I picked up a resume and I was like, forget this. I can write it. You write it for friends. You write it for everybody else. And then I got my first client and I was like, Oh, okay, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> so that's how I, I fell into it out of desperation. I, I, I've definitely been there because um, I've always been someone that worked multiple jobs. And then you have, it comes to a point where it's just like, I'm working so much for what? What am I doing? Like, yes, you're running yourself ragged. You're running yourself ragged. You have nothing to show for it. Um, I'm somebody who likes to struggle in private. So I was struggling and nobody knew. Yeah. Like my family didn't know. My friends didn't know. My friend would invite me over for dinner and I'd be like, yes. <laughs> I'd be so excited, but they never knew. Because you keep going on, you keep trying to figure out, how am I going to make it out of this hole that I've dug in for myself? Mm-hmm. And so I just kept pushing at it. Like, I had no idea that you could write freaking proposals on LinkedIn. I met a guy who was writing resumes, and I was like, write my resume, write my resume. Then as we talked, I was like, oh, I can write my own resume and everybody else's. And it was really him who set the tone for me to even start writing. So I was like, okay, cool. He walked me through all the steps of like doing proposals and getting people comfortable with me. I was like, oh, for free. I was like, oh, he's kind of cool. So because of him. And you met him on LinkedIn? No, I met him at a very random (laughs) resume workshop in Dixon. His name is Kyle. Wow, they do (laughs) resume workshops in Dixon? So random. It literally came across my desk at work. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a resume made. I was like, oh shit, I do this anyway. So I reached out to him on LinkedIn. He offered to have a coffee chat with me. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be like an hour. It ended up being like two and a half hours. 
The next day, I set up a free LinkedIn Pro, and I start sending my uh, proposals. So the first month, I made my rent. I was like, oh, okay. I got this now. <laughs> and I'm always like, money. I hate to say it that way, but yeah. I do. And I was like, oh, I got this. So 2019, I quit corporate after I figured out I could make what that salary was. And then the rest is history. <sighs> it's interesting. What, how has your upbringing helped you become where you are, get to where you are today? And yeah. how has it affected you? Um, especially, I know, being in that place where you're struggling. And sometimes I know from my own experience, you don't want to come off as a burden to other people. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good question. So I came up, my dad was in the military, so he had very, like, strict work ethic. You got up, you made your bed, you did all that stuff. And it helped me because it made me want to work harder Mm -hmm. in everything I did. You know, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it well, regardless of what you choose. If you want to clean toilets, if you want to do whatever, you're going to be the best at whatever you choose to do. That's how my family has always been. My mom and my dad work crazy. So... To really say that they set the tone for my work ethic would be how I got here. Because I remember my dad working two to three jobs, my mom working, cooking, doing all that stuff. And then you still, you didn't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. You kept moving forward. You kept going. You kept working hard. And then what was the other part of your question? Just just overcoming um, that feeling to not wanting to be a burden on anyone and just making sure that you, cause oh, you know, you have that, that idea, like oh, I'm supposed to be taking care of yeah. this on my own. I'm independent and yes. not really wanting to come to talk to people, especially if you do have family members that are pretty, um, they, they have a certain, their organization work yeah. ethic and then you're struggling. Ooh. Okay. So to be super honest, I didn't start thinking or even considering asking for help until I started going to therapy, mm-hmm. which was last year. So for almost four years, I'm like, oh, I struggle by myself, even though I have a really supportive family. Mm-hmm. Let me say that, because when I came home and told people I was quitting my job, nobody batted an eye. Nobody questioned it, but I know they were like, what the hell? <laughs> but nobody doubted it. But what I had to do was I had to figure out that I do have a love and support system, and the worst they can tell me is no. So if they said no, whatever, at least I asked. But nine times out of ten, they're not going to deny me <laughs> so what made you get into therapy is there oh my friend she bothered me until i went <laughs> to be very honest but i was angry i was angry for a lot a lot of different reasons a lot of different things i was going into unhealthy partnerships unhealthy relationships and then one day she was just like look you need to go to therapy we're not gonna be able to be friends too much longer if you don't go to therapy i was like what the hell you can't do that <laughs> and then one day i was like you know what is it like I got tired of waking up angry mm-hmm. I got tired of taking my anger out on other people because I would do that randomly like if something didn't work out in my business mm-hmm. if you asked me the wrong question I would snap I'm like dang that's not normal like oh pray the last email I see yes one of those one of the, but with everybody <laughs> and in person yes so that's even worse because now you're breaking the bonds that you've built over time and then people don't want to work with you so I went Reluctantly, I went to therapy and it was the best thing I've done thus, thus far. I have a bomb ass therapist, a black woman, which really helps because you want somebody who looks like you, who understands your background, your struggle, and other things that you may encounter throughout life. Mm-hmm. 
So, and she put you, she gets you together and fast. How was your, like, your first um, session? Were you nervous? I was nervous. I was anxious. And I cried. I was like, shit, <laughs> I just started. But she was so patient and she was very honest with the process. So I couldn't be too upset about it. But it was terrifying. And I know women, especially black women and women of color, we don't like to tell our problems. We don't like to seem vulnerable, weak. We always want to be the strong, independent. Girl, let that go. Go and tell this person your problems. Man or woman does not matter. Therapy has been the best thing I have done for myself and my business. I remember um, when I first went to therapy, it was like that. And then um, I had my son in therapy for a while as Mm -hmm. well, just learning how to deal with his emotions and how to express Mm -hmm. himself. And when I went, she was just like, oh, you sound like, have you taken like therapy? Have you went to counseling like classes? And I was just like, no, she's like, you sound like you could be a therapist or or someone. And, And I was like, yeah, that's my problem is I know these things, but also like implementing them and yes doing them for yourselves all the time because sometimes you have to take a step back and just like, oh, I'm not actually even doing the things that I know I should be doing or I'm telling other people to do. Yes. Yeah. They give you tools and you have all these, you have an amazing toolkit, but if you don't put them into action, yep. it does you no good. So I really try, that's something else. I really try to implement these tools that she gives me because I do have anger issues, but they've subsided and my anxiety has dropped a lot. When I first walked into her office, I was like at a nine out of 10. Now we're at a smooth three, four, but it took time. It took time. It took time for me to back up. Like you said, and like, let me real, like really look at what I'm doing, what I'm saying to people, how I'm interacting with people. Now I have a two day minimum Mm -hmm. before I like react to what you may have said that I didn't like before. Throw them hands. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. That was a mindset. And now it's changed a lot. Um, even with my coaching, my players are like, you are not the same. I'm like, I'm not angry no more. <laughs> I, I'm kind of like the opposite. I think my, my issue before was, um, I will hold a lot in, especially me. Um, I grew up the youngest of five. And so I had to deal with so many different personalities and, and everybody would just always react. And yeah. so I wouldn't react, but then it would come to this point where I'm like, I'm just holding stuff in and I'm not talking and. Then I will get to a point where I'll just say something. They just like, well, shoot, where the heck, where and did that come from? Right? Like, out of nowhere, you yeah. over here cutting deep, and I'm like, you know, it, I've been holding, I've been holding this in. I've been ignoring things for a while, yeah. and like, I can't take it. So just knowing that it's nothing wrong with just speaking up in that mm-hmm. moment and just learning how it's not what you, what you say or how you just like controlling those emotions and yeah. how you feel. It's how so, you say it too. How you say you it? Can yeah. Say some harsh shit to people. Mm-hmm. But if you deliver it correctly, yep. it won't be received as, oh, this butthole. She's just out here talking. No, really, this bothered me. Let me tell you why, and let's figure out how we can fix it. It's all in the delivery, which has taken me some time to figure out. But I do suggest everybody go to therapy at some point in time. Don't just wait for tragedy to happen or something drastic. What are some habits that you learned over through the process that have helped you get to where you are today? Definitely. Um, networking is my new habit now. Mm-hmm. I talk to five new people every day, um, even if I don't want to. And it's not always about business. I need to. 
I really need to do that. <laughs> That's something that I am not going to lie. Communication and staying in okay. touch with people. Yeah. I'm so used to just being in my own little bubble. Yeah. That, and then when I do get out there, it's like I'll, I'll talk with people and I'll have this momentum and then it, it start rushing in. I'm like, okay, it's draining. I need to go back. Yeah, yeah. It's draining when you put yourself out there, but it's so important mm -hmm. because one, you want people to know that you are a person and that you have feelings and that you go through shit too. Yes. So when I start talking to people, it may be, oh, I like your bag. Or I like your hat. Like, I really like the hat you got one now. Thank you. And just that little bit will get them to say, hey, well, what do you do? What do you, you know, how do you spend your weekends? Whatever. That networking piece is so crucial. Um, the other one is setting boundaries for what time I stop working. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, before, I was sleeping with my laptop in my bed. Like, I would wake up, go directly to my phone or my laptop, and just start going for it. But then I would spin myself crazy because then I have no time to wake up and drink my coffee. I have no time to just be. May not do anything but sit there. So that's another habit, just setting boundaries for time to work. What's another one? Do you write? I down? do. I do. I started journaling. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. So I started journaling. Journaling, Actually, planning, or like, you know, any I sticky I planned, notes. I wish I planned better. I am the sticky note queen. Like, I will write career affirmations every day. And it is, like, what I need to do that day. Mm -hmm. But I also will just journal. Like, okay, this is what's going on today. This impacted me last night. Let's figure out how we can plan to have a more productive day today. Because when I'm not productive, I don't feel good. And then my clients are pissed. So <laughs> everything has a snowball effect. The journaling has helped tremendously. Calendaring helps a lot. Sometimes I get off on that. But just having a sticky note on my laptop too, when I'm like, oh, I need to call this person. Let's do that. Wow. And I feel more accomplished. But realistically, I'm not like a schedule kind of gal. <laughs> but it does help. I'm just, I'm really free flowing in a lot of this shit, which may be a good or bad thing. But it's helped me get to where I am so far. Nobody's, you know, cussed me out too bad. <laughs> Is there, um, I know you were talking about one of the reasons that you did get into therapy um, with you, like, working all the time. Mm -hmm. Is there something that helps you stop? Is there something that you do that, like, because so, I know with me, like, sometimes when I'm, I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to... Just to cut just yourself stop. off and just stop. So I do set the alarms on my phone. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, it's 8 o'clock. Let's try to wrap it up. But like you said, if I'm in a project, I'm going to give myself grace and finish that project. Mm -hmm. But then that means my start date will be later the next day. So I won't be able to just start at 4 o'clock in the morning. Maybe I'll start at 6 or 7. But just giving myself grace. Like, okay, you're going to work till 9. Girl, wake up at 8. Like, relax. But... My therapist was just like, you know, you're, you're helping people more when you're at your most rested self mm -hmm. and you're you're thinking well, you're being well and you're treating yourself well. So I try and keep that in mind. So I'll do like the alarms. Girl, relax. It's getting closer to shutdown time. Are you ready? So I'll set up four different alarms in that process that I know I'm getting close to eight o'clock. Are you done? Are you close? Are you changing your wake up time just to keep myself on track? It's taken seven months, though. I do something similar. I have so many alarm clocks yeah. on my phone that I just yeah. start going off randomly. Um, and it's something that I work on because I have a hard time, like, 
I feel like if I don't do a certain amount that I'm not being productive. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I have to, and I've have to t- teach myself that it doesn't matter how much that I'm doing a day, as long as I'm getting things done yes. that I'm being productive. Oh my gosh. You hit that. Cause I do have like this internal clock that, Oh, you're not productive enough today. Mm-hmm. What did you do today to really say that you can take a break? And that's not true. If you're tired, relax. If you're tired, shut it off. Sometimes my eyeballs feel like they're bleeding Yes, because I'm, I'm looking at computer screens. I'm looking at resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn's. I'm like, shit, this is enough. I've had enough. Right? Just learning how to allow yourself that grace. Yes. Because I know it, it's definitely a learning process. It takes, mm-hmm. it takes some time. But just feeling like you have to do this laundry list. Cause I know even with me, I'm big on planning and big on goals, but sometimes the goal is just, just to have peace and be able to relax yes. and put your feet up. And you don't eat. have to always have several different side hustles or hobbies yeah. to be productive and successful. So that's something else. I'm glad you brought that up. Like everybody's talking about, you have to have like 17 different streams of income. I feel like if you're really good at one thing, focus mm-hmm. on that one thing, yeah. take it down, make sure that you are doing all avenues of it. But don't get so concerned or wrapped up with the idea that oh, I got to do 12 other things. I got to, I got to write this. I got to take a picture of this. I got to make sure I'm talking on this. It's You'll just, drive yourself crazy. It's similar to like social media and people say like, oh, you need to be out there. You need to be on this. You need to be on that. And like I, I caught media. myself feeling some type of way because oh, I'm yeah. not being consistent on like Instagram or the other platforms. But then mm-hmm. I had to take a step back and realize when I was pinning consistently on Pinterest, I was getting 200,000 views a month and 5,000 just of passive income just from Pinterest alone. So it's yeah. not about focusing all these different things, but really put focusing on one big thing and yeah. driving that. That works for you. Mm-hmm. But I think what we find ourselves into that what, comparison realm. Yes. So it's like, oh, I see you're on Instagram. I see you're on LinkedIn. Okay, well, good for you. At this point, I can't be on everything. Nope. I can't be everywhere. And even when I was, I wasn't getting the amount of revenue or notice that I have been focusing on just my craft mm-hmm. and my voice, because we all have something to offer. We all have value. So once you tap into that, you're already irresistible to people who want to invest in you or who want to talk with you. So, God, you hit a good point. I hate social media. Right. Because I know I'm not I'm not on, I'm one of those people that I'm not on Instagram consistently. Um, but when I do post something, then I start feeling bad. Like, OK, well, I haven't been on here. I haven't liked anyone's posts. They're probably like, oh, she's posting. She's expecting this. And she's not because I've had people come to me like, oh, you never share mine. I'm like, I'm not on social media like that. I do First so many all. different things. I just don't have the time. I have to literally dedicate like, OK, I'm going to be on Instagram for an hour tomorrow and I'm just going to go yeah. through and like people's posts and I'm going to comment and see what's. Other than that, I'm not going to be on it. That's, yeah. So I, I just don't have the time for that. A problem. If yeah. you don't like that, I can't like something. Figure out what I'm doing. Like, am I okay? First of all, like, is there a reason why I'm not liking shit? Like, it's really not that serious. I hate to say it that way. But people do say that. Like, yeah. oh, I posted this. Will you share it? God damn. Sure. Why not? I, I've definitely had people and I've had... <laughs> I've had people messaging me and just like, oh, you're not getting that many messages and I respond. And I'm just like, oh, I don't need Damn. to respond to you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you don't know my bank account. You don't know what I got going on. But okay, like, ma'am, sir. <laughs> now, people get hella aggressive on social media. Yeah. They get hella aggressive. And like some notes you like read. Because, you know, you can read the, 
at least the first couple lines before you have to open it. I'm like, yes, well, that's for me. Oh man. Okay. Well, and then if you catch me on the right day, I will respond and it may be pleasant and it may not, but I feel like people are people like, care how often you post all right i've had a family member actually message me on instagram or something and it was something business related yeah um but i end up i messaged them like i think they messaged me in the morning and i messaged them around like five and that's when i was done with my work stuff yeah. done picking up my son and they were just like laugh out loud i messaged you at this time and i was like okay and, and? <laughs> i have things going on i'm not gonna just respond to you that goes to anybody even business wise you're not gonna get an instant message from me unless no. I'm right there in the moment when you message me. Yeah. There's going to be time before you receive the message from me. That people think when you work remote or you work for yourself that you could just. Yes. It doesn't work that way. Well, you know, I can be on way. a call. I could be doing anything. It's not really your concern. I could be as long as I get butt. back to you, it's I mean, not. I want to respond right now. <laughs> exactly. like, that is my prerogative. Yes. <laughs> but people do get aggressive. and I, I don't know if it's with like social media <clears throat> that so many people feel entitled. Mm-hmm. It's. It is. Like, they, they feel entitled to your time. They feel entitled mm -hmm. to your craft and your specialty. And uh, I was actually talking about this with a colleague of mine who's also a career coach and all that. And just talking about how people are, they expect you because you're good at something mm -hmm. to help them right then, right there. But you never asked, how many inquiries do I have right now? Yep. You know, how many people are on your books right now? How many calls do you have to make this week? It's never that. It's, well, I need this. Can you do this for me? And this has to be done by this. Nope. Well, I've, I've even had people where they call and I'm like, okay, well, I have availability on Friday at this time. And they're just like, what? Like, you can't just you like can't talk funny. today. And I'm like, no, we yeah. can't because one, I need to mentally prepare for whatever we're mm -hmm. talking about. I process things differently than you. Yes. And I have other things because even I don't like random calls. I don't like when people randomly call me. So I had one one person they called and they're just like, oh, I just want just a quick question. And I just made the mistake of answering. Yep. And then it's like 30 hours out of my time. And I'm like, man, I <laughs> could have been done with this, this, and this. <laughs> no, for real. And I think, and that's another thing I get, I give people my business number. Mm -hmm. So that way I know this is business related. This is not personal. And then if you text me something personal, I'm like, oh, could you message me on my business line? Yes. Just so I have that space and that line between the two. I need to be able to say this is business related, this is personal. Mm -hmm. And then those whole, can I ask you a quick question? Hell no, you can't ask nope. me a quick question. <laughs> no, you can't. If you, you need my business 30 hours. minutes, right. If you need 30 minutes, can you please book it? Mm -hmm. This is how I make my livelihood. Like, this is how I live. I like nice shoes. Shit, I can't buy shoes if you won't pay for a 30-minute session. And it's not being funny. And it's not being, oh, you think you're so, I don't think I'm shit. I just think that I'm working really hard. I'm trying to build a brand and I'm building a business. And some people don't respect that. And that the same, like, I don't mind. I'm always, if somebody asks me, it's in that moment and it's authentic, yeah. I don't mind giving you information, but it's like, don't expect for me to be, be on call anytime you message me or anytime you need anything, because just like me, you can type in anything in on Google and find the information that you need. So why do you expect me to just be a resource for you when yeah. you're not even trying to put in the effort yourself? Yep. And if I give you information and you're not already applying the information that I gave you before, I'm not going to be sitting here talking to you. Like, no. I already gave you some information. You haven't done anything that I suggested. So Right. And that's the same thing with social media. Like, everything that I post on social media, you can Google. Mm -hmm. You can Google that sucker all the time. It's no big deal. I don't mind sharing, but at least value my expertise. Yes. 
value it. Put it to use. Like you're saying, put it to use. If I give you something, put it to use. That's a big thing that you touched on is value. I think a lot of confusion and like uh, misunderstands, misunderstandings come from where people not really uh, understanding and valuing and knowing the work that people put into different things. Some people might say, oh, you just it's just a resume. It might take this long. It's just a few questions. Like, you don't know how long this takes me. Like, if it's just this, then why don't you do it? Why are you asking me this information if it's just that simple? And you run into that often. Like, when you have a niche or whatever, people are like, oh, well, it only, it's only going to take you 30 minutes, but it's going to take me two hours. Granted, but it's taking me 15 years to figure out this 30-minute switch. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you do have to rant once in a while like hey you know what i spent i what, earlier last year i don't know towards the end of last year i did a federal resume that was 38 pages wow. and turned it into four and i'm like i wish people would really sit here and look at this work <laughs> like yes it's nice it's pretty but you go through hours and hours and days of dissecting information, making sure that the content and language looks good. Mm -hmm. It's not just putting words together. It's creating a story. You're giving competitive edge, you're giving background, personal character, and then you have to mesh it with this person that you don't know. I don't know these people. <laughs> so I have to give your story in my words to make sure that you can get an interview. So when you say, well, you know, you could do this quick. Can't I? And even if I can, Pay me. Like, <laughs> Pay me, exactly. Pay me for my time and my expertise. Right, and I'm building my value with this. So if you can't respect my value, I have to send you somewhere else. And it's no no hard feelings ever. Mm -hmm. Because if you're like, well, my that's favorite. My, Go ahead. I was going to say, like, that's out of my budget or. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. And my favorite is, well, you, this person costs this much. Okay. Go to that person. And it's no disrespect. And then I always remind people, you get what you pay for. Yep. So when you come and say, oh, I can't. Thousand dollars for a resume, yeah. Because now, in turn, you're getting fifty thousand dollars in salary. You're getting equity options. You're getting work from home stipends. It's a give or take. Yeah. So and it's an investment. Like yes. you're gonna get your return. So yes. And sometimes you have to flex your value. You have to let them know, like, look, all these people I got into tech, all these people I've transitioned from an attorney general into nonprofit. Like, talk about. The shit that you're good at and that you've done. These are accomplishments that people are shy to display. No. Because we've worked, I've worked too hard to help people with a piece of paper to not be acknowledged for my value. I've dealt that with the same thing with photography or even illustrations. Like on my website, I have so many digital content and mm -hmm. then there'll people there'll be people that message me and say, like, oh, can you customize this? And I'm like, yeah, my custom customization start at this price. And yeah. they're just like, oh, but it's only Okay, well, then buy that. Then There's yeah. a reason why I sell digital art for affordable price. But if you yeah. want me to customize something for you, then you're taking time out of my day yep. away to from create your something business, for you. Your family and away from other things that you could be doing. Mm -hmm. People don't respect that. And I was talking to my partner the other day, talking about how people don't question Nike. You don't question Apple. You don't question anybody else who has like the set ridiculous price. Yeah. But when it comes to small businesses, we're supposed to be able to adjust. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be affordable for the people. Which and I then you, a lot of times with small businesses, you're working alone or yes. you might have one other, a couple other employees. So you're putting in way more work. These corporate, these big corporates, they have so many different people under them yes. to get things done in a fast way. Yes. So if you're, 
I'm doing this by myself. Like even my website, like people message like, oh, well, you don't you don't normally have time. I don't. I'm no. a marketer. I built my website. Yes. I'm running my social media channels. Like I have some help with certain things now. I'm learning to delegate different things, but yeah. I'm doing all these things by myself. It it takes time. And even that delegation is huge. I have not mastered that yet. Yes. I will not. I will not ask anybody to do anything for me. I have a really supportive counterpart and he's like, oh, I'll do this for you. I'm like, nah, 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 I got it. But like one week I was swamped. I was like, here, can you do this? <laughs> and it felt so awkward because you're like, oh, it's not me doing it though. It still came out really good, but I'm like, it's still not me. I really had to get that out of my head. Just understanding that because some things i see i'm like oh i could have done this like it's taking yeah. a while i could have done this this amount of time I'm like okay what's more important to you yes this being a specific way or them doing it how you do it or your your time yes. you having more flexibility with your time yes and it's still so hard like i don't know how did you give up that power it's still a work in progress because even I was just talking with my niece. I have my nieces help me sometimes. And I was telling them, I'm like, man, you guys are supposed to be the technology generation. I don't understand how you don't know how to work computers. Like, what is going on? Like, why do I have yeah. to keep explaining? Like, but they're used to, like, social media and yes. actually doing and everything files is one on click computer away. is different. Yeah, it's only it's so easy away. on your phone or a tablet. Yep. It's a whole different thing when you're actually on a computer. And so me really just learning is that I, I've i been working on certain things for a certain amount of years. I have experience in different things. So just understanding that everybody isn't going to work the way that I work or yes. know the things that I know. And then so if they don't know what I know or how to do it, then taking the time out to teach them and show them the way that they can do it so it's definitely a process that yeah i take my hat off to you because i'll be like oh <laughs> i'll just do it i'll just right it. it's so easy just like okay forget it let me just get it done it's just like yeah. no because then i'm not teaching them and showing them how right. to do it they're not learning and the whole point is yeah i really my biggest thing with especially working on with passive income is mm -hmm. I want the flexibility of time. I want to be able to go yeah. and do things with my son, whatever I want to. I want to be able to travel and still make money and not have to work 50 or 60 hours. And cause even when you're running your own business, it's 24 yes. seven. So I have to teach myself, okay, I'm at home and yeah, I have this computer. I can do, I need to go to bed or yes. go play. I'll play the game with my son. But even mm -hmm. sometimes on mine, just like, Oh, I've been playing a video game with him for a couple of hours. Like I could have got this done, yeah. but I'm spending quality time with him. Yeah. Work-life balance for real. That I really didn't put that into perspective. I'm going to keep talking about therapy because I was anti-therapy for a long time. Mm -hmm. She laid it out like you don't sleep and you're not going to enjoy the fruits of your labor. That was the biggest one for me. She was like, you're not even doing things with the money that you're making. I was like, ah, shit. Right. Because <laughs> you're not like going to brunch, trying to, you know, see a friend for coffee. Mm -hmm. Those are little, but they make a difference in your day, in your mood and how you operate, how you talk to people. So I was like, shit, let me go ahead and find that balance. Let me go ahead and have the brunch. Let me go ahead and schedule this getaway that I'll still do business but at least I'll be in a different city different being able to see different people and you're building connections as yeah, well that energy part. that you get from being around positive people and those connections and those people you. too you know you pull up oh, your yeah. laptop people want to know what you do <laughs> I don't know I like to tell people I sell cocaine on the internet like whatever it works what are their responses what? like huh <laughs> you do what <laughs> sell cocaine jeez Louise 
But, you know, you start that conversation and you ignite interest. So once you ignite interest, people's buy-in, like, flows in and it's ridiculous. How do you connect um, everything that you do, like, with the community around you, whether it's family or just giving back? So basketball is, like, a big part of me. I've been a high school basketball coach for, like, 15. This is my 15th year. So that's really important to me because now it's bigger than basketball. It's always being able to showcase that young women can do anything they want to do. So, yeah, it's basketball. You get to yell, cheer, and all that. But behind closed doors, you're building character. You're helping young people communicate more effectively. And then you're showing them that, you know, you can be a badass woman and still have other things going on in life. So that's my biggest part in my community is just being out there as a resource, being out there trying to help as many young people as I can. Because I still keep in contact with a lot of my previous players, whether it's mentorship, get married, <laughs> whatever it may be, which is still very weird. Right? Married, so having babies, <laughs> having amazing careers. Like, that's the biggest part. Like, you get to see young people grow and do dope shit. So that's my community. In their fun. Yeah. Oh, and the then I also, like, say. I... <sighs> This young generation is something else. They are built different. Yes, they are. They don't care about your feelings. <laughs> they are just built different. I got a player right now. I wear my Crocs to practice sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, wear the same Crocs every practice. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I don't have parents to buy me new Crocs every time I get a wild hair. <laughs> but they, they keep you, they keep you going. Like it's, it's. You can have a stressful day, and then you go to practice. You're like, oh, okay, I needed that. Yeah. Whether you laugh or, you know, you get so mad that you just yell your whole life away. Either way, you needed that break. Um, I also believe in, I used to do, like, workshops for groups in my community. Mm -hmm. So, like, shelters and things like that. I haven't been able to do it because of COVID. So, hopefully, as we start to get back into the world again, I can get back to doing that. But that's really important to me as well. Just making sure that. People who are down on their luck know how to get a job because that shit is hard. It's tiring and it's stressful. It is, and it's they don't teach that in school. You, you would no. think that they would, but a lot of people just don't know. People are struggling because um, sometimes, you know, Google, the Internet, there's so many different resources yeah. out there, but some people don't know where to find those resources or how to look. Like we are just talking about computer and working yeah. technology. A lot of people don't. Well, if you don't have a computer, like, how do I go about doing a job application? Because you can do it on your phone. You can do it from an app. A lot of people don't know that. So just being able to be that resource. Um, I still try and give away, like, interview clothing as well. So that way, because some people cannot afford it. Clothes are expensive. And then you want to dress professional and nice. So sometimes I'll rally my girlfriends, like, look, I know you have just got some interview clothes you don't want no more. Or that you've grown out of. Let's give it back. Let's dry clean it, do whatever. And then that way people can go to interviews mm-hmm. confidently. So I utilize my resources, my internal network a lot too. Because that, that's hard. If you're looking for a job, you're mm-hmm. struggling. And then you go in there and they're looking at you like, oh, well, you have jeans on. Yeah. You should have slacks. And, but not knowing well, that I that's can't. all you can afford. Yeah. And that sucks. Like there's so many different parallels to job searching that people overlook, especially if you're used to going with the suit and tie. Or you're going with slacks and a dress shirt. I may not have that. Slacks run fifty to seventy dollars. Who has fifty to seventy dollars just to spend on a pair of pants when I need gas or I need a bus or I need to get to the interview? 
So just being I've, able to be a resource is huge to me. I've actually dealt with that in high school. Like in high school, I was living so many different places and I had um, put in an application for like Macy's. I put in an application for so many different places, but yeah. I had an interview for Macy's and I went in there and I had like, I had a nice button up, but I had jeans on. Those are, yeah. That's all that I have. And the lady, she was just like, um, like, I love you. I think that you would be great for this. She was like, but you wore jeans. Okay. I'm just like, okay. But where's the sense of like humanity, right? Like we all have to, if you're really concerned about what somebody's wearing to that degree, mm-hmm. ask like, hey, how come you didn't wear sweats, uh, slacks? Or why not educate the person like, hey, on your next interview, maybe you should wear slacks. slacks yes. Yeah. Or if you have a resource here, you can go here to get slacks. Everybody's so uptight about giving information or mm-hmm. sharing resources that you rather look at somebody and be like, oh, you should have did this. Or, Damn, we'll help the person out right? first. Give, give them the information. Yeah. And you see that a lot. Um, I think my goal coming this year is to make sure I get into more nonprofit spaces mm-hmm. so that I can build that culture of career education and giving them resources and tools. I, I'm pretty pushy in that respect, but we'll see what happens. It's amazing what you what you do. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I try. Because I know with me, like normally before when I did resumes, I would just send them to my sister. Uh-huh. Certain things like it's so simple that I can do. I just they're don't. hard. Yeah, they're time consuming. <laughs> yes. And then if you don't know the right language to put down, if you don't know how to compare it to a job description, it takes longer than you want it to be. So that's why I tell people invest in services like mine. Invest in people who can get you to the career level that you want. Because I have a lot of experience with career pivots. So I have people who come in and be like, oh, I'm a firefighter now. I want to do this. Let's do it. And even just getting um, the information on like negotiating your salary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that they that you can go into uh, if after your interview and ask them, okay, well, what's your budget for this yes. job? Yes. People are scared though. People, a lot of people are afraid to ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, money is a hard question, which I will never understand because if you like to live, if you like to drive a car and put gas in it, money is always going to be. Uh, on the forefront of your brain. And companies have no problem. They get paid. The CEO gets paid. So why not? The worst they can tell you is no, but if they really want you, they'll always negotiate. Mm -hmm. And you can take five minutes and (laughs) write down questions that are important about your salary, especially talking about how will it be raised? How can I get a raise once I get hired? It's not being greedy. It's not overlooking what the company is trying to do. It's just trying to make sure that you're in a good position within the next year. Right. And this is your life, too. So you want to know how you can grow within the company. If it's something that like, oh, I can't grow on this. Like, maybe I should take something else because there is no way I can move up the ladder. Exactly. And I had some um, controversy. I made a statement about companies paying grown people $20 an hour. Ridiculous. They are. What can I do with $20? Nothing. (laughs) At all. High school students can't do anything with $20 an hour. But you want me to come in and give you 40 hours a week with $20 compensation. And I'm then also you, be exceptional at what I'm doing. Go above be and beyond for you. And I'm tired and struggling. And mm-hmm. I barely pay all my bills with the money that you gave me. And right. you want all this extra energy. Right. And you have no idea what I had to do to get to work. Mm-hmm. What I had to do. Did I eat today? Did I eat last night? Like, and you want me to be a fully functioning employee without the compensation. And that's irresponsible it's irresponsible and it's unrealistic 
So when I tell people, you better shoot for that high number, I will say this, and I will say it with no hesitation. People need to go in negotiating like a mediocre white man. (laughs) I've seen it on T-shirts, but I've seen it in real life. They will ask for any and everything that they want. There should be no reason why you don't. That that too stems from people having more confidence in themselves. Yes. I know people of color, especially if you come from a certain neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And even if I've dealt with that, even if you have um, all the tools that you need, even if you have the experience, sometimes it's that self-doubt. Yeah, definitely. That imposter syndrome, feeling yes. like you don't know enough or that you're not a certain place that you are. Because a lot of times people see you way better yeah. than you see yourself. And Always. And what did you call it? It was um, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I know we all go through it, right? Um, But imposter syndrome can keep you broke. Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome can keep you in the hole that you initially started in. And a lot of us struggle through it. It, I work through imposter syndrome at least once a month. Because like you said, people see you way more than you see yourself. So when people are like, oh, I saw you did this. I'm like, (laughs) what's the big deal? Which is cool, but then you still think like, damn, I should be doing this. Or I see that so-and-so is doing this. Like, why am I not doing that? It's a hard balance, but you have to be able to push it to the side or else you'll stay Especially when it comes to money. Because when I started doing photography, I had so many people and they're just like, oh, I know I'm shooting myself in the leg for this, but you don't charge enough. Like, do you know how much I paid this person a month ago? And their pictures aren't even half as good as yours. I appreciate that. And I was just like... That's honesty. Those are people who want you to do well mm-hmm. because the people who will just take you for for whatever you offered you kind of suck. Yeah. But <laughs> we need people like that to say, hey, you know what? This is definitely worth a thousand dollars. I would pay five thousand dollars for you for 30 minutes of your time. And it's not a slight. It's just a it's an honest conversation. Yeah. So always put money first. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but you're talented. You You have to. Because if you don't, nobody else is just going to say, here, I'm going to give you an extra grand. Right. Why? <laughs> if I can oh, save okay. my money, I'm yeah. going to save my money. I'm going to so. save my money. But always shoot high. I, I will always tell people, shoot high, and they'll negotiate to your happy medium. Always. It's definitely, um, I don't know, money topics are hard mm-hmm. for people. I think we had a conversation um, with someone last week, and they were saying, like, you know, money is the root of all evil. And I was just like, no, money is money. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a stigma, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we associate, oh, all my problems came from money. Shit. I get what he was explaining, (laughs) though, because his point was mostly that um, the things that people do for money, how they are with money. So I was telling him, like, okay, you kind of got to restructure what you're saying is because it's not the money. It's the mindset that people have when it comes to the person. Yeah, Yeah, it's the person because you do see some people. I just learned what pushing P was recently. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And that could be looked at as a root of all evil type of money. Mm -hmm. But you got to get it how you live, I guess. No hate on that, but... You can see people selling their soul to make money, and you don't have to. There's definitely other avenues, but everybody wants money fast in Mm -hmm. this generation. You want money quick. And then sometimes people, they don't know what they're good at. They haven't really been exposed to anything. They haven't tried anything different. So it's just like, well, what else can I do? Or they limit themselves because they see so many different people maybe in that sector. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, oh, why would people pay me? Because there's no you. Nobody knows what you're capable of until you show us. And you may be better than the other hundred people who do it, but you won't know until you try. Like you said, you have to explore. 
Yep, the same like you you read, you can read all the books, you can research all this information, but if you don't put that information to use, then it's just it doesn't mean anything. It's wasted. Mm-hmm. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your value. Um, we put so much effort into jobs that we work for years and years to where you can put that effort. Not saying everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, but you can put that effort into yourself. Whether you want to scale your corporate ladder and figure out how to do that in an expedited time frame. So it's all, it's definitely up to you. Yeah, because I know like my god sister, she, she's perfectly fine um, working for, mm-hmm. like she excels and she thrives from helping people build and grow. And yeah. that's perfect. You don't have to be wealthy. To be, you right. don't have to be an entrepreneur to be wealthy or to have all these different things. It's really just your mindset and what you do with the yeah. resources that you have coming to you. Exactly. And it's what you're passionate about. So if you can wake up every day and every Monday, you're not like, damn, I got to go and fight this traffic. I got to do this. But if you're like, I get to go and help these people do this, it's all in mindset, like you said. And then you're doing something you're good at naturally. Why not? It's nothing wrong with working a nine to five. Let me make sure I said that because I was definitely I loved working a nine to five. I would have never, ever told myself to be an entrepreneur either. Mm -hmm. To be very honest, but it's working out. Thank God. But. I think a lot of shade comes to nine to fivers. Yes. Like, oh, you're you're working a job and you can be hustling. Listen here, this hustle Why? is not it easy. takes a lot of work <laughs> and you're working twenty-four-seven. You gotta be built different. Yes. And it's okay if you're not, especially if you're excelling, like you said, in your nine to five. And that's what people are because everyone has this idea what success is supposed to look like, but success is whatever success is for you. If you yeah. say that you want to be a wife or a mother and you become that, then you're successful. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's, it's nothing work. wrong with being a wife and working home with your kids. Yep. There's nothing wrong with being a stay at home father and taking care of the kids while your wife works, whatever yeah. works for you and your family. That's, exactly. that's success. It's your framework. Mm-hmm. We are really in a society of, what that person does, I should be doing too. Yeah. Or I'm not making as much money as this person. What am I doing wrong? Nothing. But you also don't know what that person is doing to be able to make that. You, They may not see their family. They may block themselves off to where they don't talk to people for days at a time. So it's always a give and take. Right. So if you want to go and be a housewife, do that. You want to be a house husband, do that. <laughs> But do what's going to make you feel fulfilled at the end of the day. That's a, like even with me and my arm, people just like, oh, well, you can be doing this. You should be doing this. Or like with me, I don't really take on commissions. I don't like yeah. doing artwork really for other people because okay. it is so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm an overthinker at times. So okay. I really put a lot of thought into everything that I do. So sometimes with working with other people, you have to think about what they would like. I'm not doing something for how I think it's supposed to be. I'm wrapping something around their brand or how yeah. they want to do it. So it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it. It can be draining at times, especially if you work with somebody. It's like, oh, I love your style and whatever you do. And then when you create something, they're just like, oh, well, can you change this? Well, can you do this? And I'm like, well, this is why I asked you these questions before I even yes. started. Now you want me to come and change everything because all these ideas just came out of nowhere now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work doing work for other people. Mm-hmm. And is it fun? Sure. Um, like you said, overthinking is just a part of the process. Yes. Oh, shit. I could have did this differently. I did a resume this morning. And I was like, oh, shit. <sighs> I like it. But it could be different. Yep. So it's just, it's, I understand not wanting to do everything for other people, especially when it's something that you're so good at naturally and that you're being so successful at just doing your normal work. 
why take on other people who are going to stress you out? Because right. it's just stressful. It, it definitely is. So I'm, when people come to me, I'm just like, oh, I, I can't be doing that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and and some fair. things that I like to do, I just like to do for myself. I don't need to make money from that. I can make money other ways. Do you feel comfortable telling people that? I didn't before, but yeah. now I do. Yeah. What got yeah. you to that point to like be comfortable to say that? Because that's hard to tell people. You're um, turning down money. Really just overextending myself and getting to a point where I'm just like constantly taking on work that's not and then me whenever I take on anything I like to give it my all I don't yeah. I'm not gonna have do anything but I feel like it's a representation of me so if I take on work and then it comes out and I don't really like it or I'm not passionate yeah. passionate about it when I'm spending that time doing it 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 bothers me yeah. so I'm, I have to really get to a place just like no I can't and I'm not gonna do it no is like taboo right you're not supposed to say no especially Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur there goes your money right um I think even just practicing saying no to little things has helped me like if you ask me something stupid I'm like no but it feels good (laughs) (laughs) like I think the other day or last week a player was like you got money I was like no I just I ain't got no money on me and it was simple she was like you lying (laughs) but it didn't matter it's just practicing just the act of no mm-hmm. is so important for women, for women of color, and for entrepreneurs and business, small business owners, period. Because people don't expect you to say no. Mm-hmm. No shouldn't be in your vocabulary because you need money, right? You can't tell me no. No, what? You just you turn down what? How much? No. Yes. Because what comes with it? My sanity, my time, my friendship sometimes. I dealt with a lot too, though, that feeling guilty. Oh, yeah. It took me a while. And sometimes I still, still, it might bother me for like an hour or so. And then I'm yeah. like, all right, it's done. Just like, oh, well, you know, they really wanted my help and mm-hmm. I could have did this and maybe Ooh. I should. And it's just like, oh, no. I experienced I feel that, that too. for an hour and then, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I definitely experienced that too. Actually, recently I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, I feel really bad because I could have did that in mm-hmm. a short amount of time. But then you think about the clients that you charge to do that and now I'm gonna do it for free because you really wanted my help I want to help here's other resources but there is a lot of guilt when you're good at something and you know you can make I don't want to say like (laughs) life-changing um support to somebody but that's what it is especially for my industry because I can I can create a resume and then you have a tech opportunity or you have an opportunity with a fortune 500 company and it only took me an hour to where it could take you four to five days. See, and then you like do have to be careful on that when you take on that type of work, especially when you're charging other people, but more yes. of the expectations that it comes with. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do something for a person, they're just like, oh, okay, well, you did this oh, for me yeah. this time. Well, can you just help me? And, yeah. and then it's more of you kind of tell other people. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell her that I sent you, then maybe she'll do it. Oh. I run into that too. That's a whole headache within itself, having to deal with that. Because even just like with things with friends, I would say like, oh, okay, you like you're doing your own business, mm-hmm. and it might be a fire. I'm like, oh, well, let me do something real quick for you. Mm-hmm. But the more I would do stuff like that, I started realizing that they weren't really valuing the things mm-hmm. that all the work that I was actually putting in to help them. And how much time and effort that I put on top of what I'm already doing for me to yeah. take time out of my day to 
fix your website for you and you didn't even pay me but i see you doing something as a friend and i'm i'm helping you yeah and then now it's just like oh well thanks but yeah can i just do this i'm like no it, it takes time the like, value. yeah it definitely does and i'm gonna say i'm so grateful for the friend group that i do have because mm-hmm. even if i do do something free they'll either be like a cash app or venmo randomly because i won't mm-hmm. some things i won't charge like you just said yes but it's so important to surround your people who Surround yourself with people who value what you do. Because, you know, whether it's even a Starbucks card. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. I, like, I whatever. appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. It's those things that show you that you are valuable. You are doing something that makes a difference. So when people around you are like, oh, you know what? You throw her mm-hmm. $150 or whatever. Even if it's $25, I don't care. You still valued me enough to pay me. Yep, to pay me and to think about me. Yes. I deal with that like with family a lot and it might be, oh, you just did this for this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever they call me. Yeah. I don't have no problem doing anything for them. Yeah. That's my choice though. Mm-hmm. You can't make me do anything. <laughs> nope. That's the one thing I need people to know. You can't make me do anything. If I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't want to do it, you'll know. That's, it's just a part of being confident in your abilities and confident in what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's something that'll be interesting going along for anybody who decides to be in a business or whatever um, professional setting you may end up in, having yeah. that balance. That balance, those boundaries, and, yes. you know, standing firm. Yeah, you and your standards. Mm-hmm. We all have standards and things. If my standard is to help, I may help five people a month for free. Mm-hmm. That's my business. Yep. It's never for anybody else to distinguish on how I should do it. Because I, I, will, I will do shit for free, but it's for me and quietly. Yep. And it's for the people who aren't asking for it. That's at my discretion. We'll see. <laughs> you said we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> so how, how can people support you or stay connected with you? Oh, my gosh. Add me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the biggest one, JMW Career Consultant. Um, I think that is one of the biggest networks. And if I have anybody in my network that you're like, I need to meet right now, message me. I love putting those pieces together because we can all make so much money together and it's never a competition. So you can support me there. Um, you can always follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Getting too old for TikTok, I will tell you that. <laughs> but um, just trying to show up for tips, Instagram is the place to go. If you need resume tips, career advice, so to speak, depending on your industry, and just getting more confident with your ability to negotiate. Same thing, JMW Career Consultant. And um, is your website the same? Yes, jmwcareerconsultant.com. Everything's the same. All right, you guys heard that. Yes. Make sure to contact her. So before we go, mm-hmm. what is something that you want people to take away um, from your journey or anything growth-wise? That Yeah, definitely. I would want people to take away from me that I did everything I wanted to do, I never had any regrets, and that I will always set shit on fire wherever I go. Oh, wait. That's it. <laughs> those three things. If you could take nothing else away, take those three things away from me. That's it. Yes. Jessica is dope. She's always doing amazing things. She's always posting so many free resources and content on her Instagram, her social media. She's on LinkedIn. So make sure you guys check her out. And support Thank you so her. Much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for, for me. coming.
Of course. I love every time I see you post up and just all the free resources that you have. I'm definitely trying to get everything in order for my nonprofit, but I will be reaching out to you because I really want to do a conference. And for kids, really, um, the first one I'll have be for like teenagers, but they have, I see so many kids all the time and they just don't know. They don't have anybody to talk to. They don't know where to go to resources for resources. And I think your information that you have and how you help people is so valuable. Just let me know. I will. Thank you so much again. Thank you guys for listening. This was actually my first in-person episode in podcast interview with a guest. I was a little nervous, but Jessica is great. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you continue to take this journey of growth with me. Make sure you visit my website, kaylachu.com, and follow me on social media. Many blessings and love to you all. Thank you.